Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Guardian. It's about challenging the narrative. I mean, I call it a, a noxious gas of inequality that we not we don't see, but we we're always going through it and we're always experiencing it. We never smell it, and it's a poison that is afflicting within our societies. Shaheen Ashraf is a campaigner, activist, and advocate for Muslim women's rights. Her humanitarian and development work has taken her around the world, fighting for the rights of women in typically conservative Muslim societies. It's about trying to get that noxious gas out of the system and trying to challenge places in women have a fairness and equity and inequality within our societies and in our cultures, particularly black and brown women. In 2015, she was awarded an MBE in the New Year's Honours list. To be honest with you, I really didn't want it. <laughs> That's the thing, if I, if I be honest about it. I didn't want to be recognised because at that time I was studying post-colonial history. So, <laughs> This is Small Changes, a podcast about how sometimes the seemingly smallest change can have the biggest impact. This week we meet Shaheen Ashraf, Global Advocacy Advisor on Gender and Climate Change at Islamic Relief Worldwide. She has trained thousands of professionals on gender-based violence, Islam and Muslim women's rights, as well as carrying out research on female genital mutilation. After encountering gender inequality at a young age, Shaheen now campaigns to improve the lives of Muslim women at home and abroad. I'm Lucy Lamble. Shaheen's parents, a factory worker and a seamstress, were economic migrants to the UK. They moved from Kashmir to Handsworth, a suburb of Birmingham. Handsworth is one of those multicultural areas in which a lot of money was kind of taken out of the community and then um, was redirected by the council to other uh, more kind of uh, better areas. In 1985, a toxic mix of social deprivation, mass unemployment, running at 36%, and racial discrimination in Handsworth exploded into violence. Why has this happened? You tell me. You tell us. You tell us. All we know is that we try to make a living by working all hours of the day, and uh, this is what we get. Police were attacked. Shops were looted and burned to the ground, and two brothers were killed. The riots were just about three roads away from us, and I remember thinking, are they going to attack me? Are they going to attack our house? Are they going to... And who is doing the attacking? I think as a young child at that time, it was a really crazy space to be. 
And what you did notice um, ultimately was on our road, we had a lot of Afro-Caribbean friends and we had some, we had a lot of Asian friends. And you noticed the stark difference after that, how certain people walked one way and certain people walked the other way. It was probably in the late 80s that people started to come in together again because there was a real community tension at that time. As Shaheen was growing up in the West Midlands, she became gradually aware of gender inequalities in her conservative Muslim community. When I had my first haircut, a lot of um, curtain twitching um, in those very early days of, oh my goodness, she's become more westernised. We will have to make sure that she is my daughter's, don't befriend her. The next day I went to see one of my friends and uh, one of my friends mums opened the door and said oh um Shaheen your best friend from school age will no longer be coming to school because she's going to be married tomorrow and she was only 15. It wasn't just one of my friends it was several of my friends that had during that last year of our GCSEs ended up in marriage and I remember feeling oh my god I've known her since I was four and her parents directly instructed me not to um, attend the wedding. I remember My father saying to me, I don't care what the rest of the world says. I want my daughters to be educated. And he had four daughters and one son. And he said, I'm going to make sure that you guys all get educated. Shaheen intended to pursue a career in nursing after college. One of the career advisors at the college had told me that I was less likely to get into into nursing as a result of my, my faith and where I came from. Then it was, okay. I'm going to prove to the world that I can do something. Instead, Shaheen went on to do an applied psychology degree in the US and on returning to the UK, worked in the civil service. She found her faith during her time there and began dressing in a more traditional manner. Her colleagues were uncomfortable with the change, though, culminating in one of them tearing off her headscarf. It was in the early 90s, late 80s and early 90s. And so... The issue of around, you know, faith and, you know, wearing a, a symbol to symbolise kind of your faith and where you stand with it was very hard for some of my colleagues who had known me, who, you know, I'd gone to, um, you know, evenings out with them and, you know, gone to not drinking alcohol, but, you know, um, you know, gone to the local pub with them and had lunch with them. So it was a whole four or five years of this. And then suddenly I never I didn't want to do that. But I still be respectful and say, can we go somewhere else? Two of my colleagues found that very, very hard. And it was at that point that I realised, OK, there is no promotion for me after this point. So it was at that time um, I decided that it was time to move on. Shaheen spent eight years in the US developing an international Muslim NGO. Her work took her around the world, travelling extensively to Pakistan, Kashmir, Bosnia and Afghanistan, documenting and researching the realities of women's lives there. There were many cases of women who, whose stories kind of resonated with me, women who had gone through, you know, SGBV, who had gone through domestic violence. I mean, we used, we used to have a health clinic and regularly visit a health clinic. And I think at the health clinic, what we did see was, you know, young boys who'd been sodomised as well. So inequalities existed and perpetuated in all areas. And then on the Pakistan side, you saw trafficking of young Afghan girls. So it was a very difficult space to be in, um, But for me, it was, what can we do and where can we move forward with this? But it was one encounter in Kabul that particularly affected her. It was one particular incident of uh, 
an Afghan lady and there was um, we happened to be walking past a food aid distribution and she was the last woman in the line. Actually, it was all men in the line and there was a woman in the line with a burqa and five children around her. And most notably, um, she tried to speak to the authorities and say, look, I'm, I've got five orphans. Is there any way that I can get a food pack? And she, she was at the back of the line and I think they had drawn where the last person was going to be. So basically the last man standing was the last man that was getting the food and she was beyond that line. She took her hand out of her book her to ask and she was the one that was beaten to a pulp in front of her children. And I remember her child saying, I think her child was about nine, and she said, don't worry, humanity exists somewhere. After the break, we'll hear about the challenges involved in supporting women from Muslim countries. It is really, really hard. Some women don't like to speak up, others do. Because change is not going to come from an individual like me who parachutes in to those environments. Change is going to come from within. We'll be right back. I'm Lee Lendening, and in this month's We Need to Talk About podcast, our panel respond to Guardian's supporter questions on extinction. How can conservation be balanced with the hunger for development? With finite conservation resources, how can we decide which species to save and who should decide this? And what can we do to support biodiversity in our local area? This is a massive economic assault by one species on the lives of all the other 8 to 10 million. We look into pesticides and tourism on the efforts to save the Sumatran orangutan, Dorset hedgehogs, Belizean national parks and much more. That's We Need to Talk About Extinction. To have a listen, head over to theguardian.com slash podcasts. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to Small Changes. I'm Lucy Lamble. Before the break, we heard from Shaheen about how her experiences growing up as a British Muslim had led her to a life as an advocate for Muslim women's rights worldwide. Her humanitarian and development work has taken her to Bosnia, Pakistan, Kashmir and Afghanistan, where she helped a woman escape a forced marriage. We told her to tell the authorities and her husband that the passport had expired and the embassy wanted to see her. As long as she gets in through the gates and leaves her husband outside, who was brutal and who was involved in a lot of the gangs in Karachi and stuff like that, as soon as she came into the gates, we managed to rescue her. And um, she was then in a refuge for four months. Um, she was meant to sign a document and she didn't read the document. She just signed the document. And what, what it was on the document was that she would pay back all her repatriation fees to the UK. I mean, this is a young girl that doesn't even have a credit card. 
So I think we saw the injustices in um, the rescue efforts of women who have been forced into marriage in places like Pakistan and ha- them having absolutely no funds when they come into the refuge and then um, charging them all their fees back to the UK with interest and their passport is held until their um, fees are paid. And we managed to do a, a fundraising event for her and uh, lobbied individuals um, to try and give funds for her to, for her to get her passport back. Challenging the social norms of conservative traditional Muslim societies has not been easy. We're trying to say it lifts you out of poverty. And that's it. ultimately we will want what we want to lift people out of poverty. Education was key, the education of young girls, trying to say to them, you know, when your girl is educated, you know, you'll come out of poverty and this, that and the other. And then at the same time, training faith religious leaders to be able to challenge that narrative through their um, sermons. So once the faith leaders were on board, it was them challenging the narrative to local community members and local community members then saying to their wives or their girls that actually in this particular village, what we're going to do is send and build, have a school built and then we'll send our daughters to that school. So it was, I mean, I have to say it's not easy work. It is very, very difficult in very, very conservative cultures because they don't feel that women should be educated because once she is educated, that's when she starts in their terms, answering back. And one of the biggest challenges has been getting Muslim women to speak out in the first place. It is really, really hard. Some women don't like to speak up, others do. Because change is not going to come from an individual like me who parachutes in to those environments. Change is going to come from within. So as long as those women are empowered to make that change and you're supporting them and giving them the ability and the agency and the power to be able to change that situation, they will be the ones that will change that situation. I can support them moving forward with challenging, I guess, the hierarchy that is there, but they, the change has to come from within. Somehow, Shaheen has also fitted in being a chaplain at the University of Birmingham, a position normally reserved for an imam. The role itself is it's a kind of a pastoral role in which you are just there for individuals when and where, where they need you. And sometimes, you know, an individual doesn't want counsel they, or counselling or looking after their well-being. Individual want their kind of spiritual concerns addressed. So providing that kind of personal advice. And then looking after and providing kind of services to students who are dealing with dislocation, particularly at the University of Birmingham. A lot of students are from overseas, um, students who are arriving from Saudi Arabia, from Bahrain, from Nigeria, you know, all looking to have to deal with some of the issues of living in the UK, understanding, um, you know, Red Brick University culture, uh, joining societies and just providing a kind of a pathway for them. In 2015, Shaheen was awarded an MBE in the New Year's Honours List for her services to interfaith and community cohesion. An MBE is a member of the British Empire, and for me that kind of resonated deeply with me of all the kind of afflictions of the post-colonial era to um, issues around Pakistan and India, particularly post-1947. It's, it's, it's a tough one. I, I can't really explain how, how I felt about it. But Shaheen's work is far from finished. Her ultimate goal is a call to action against gender inequality worldwide, signing up NGOs and faith organisations to a gender justice declaration. It's about challenging the very perception of where women should be in society, but using the Quranic principles to kind of 
and negate the argument around forced marriage, early forced marriage, domestic violence, women's economic and social rights, women's, uh, you know, land reforms, how women should be have access to uh, once the, their father dies, you know, how they should have access to inheritance and all these kind of things, but challenging it from the very kind of the very scriptural sources that men use in arguments against us. We'll be testing it out in Pakistan in November to see how people in Pakistan feel about the declaration, which is one of the most kind of, I guess, conservative societies. But so far, we've received a lot of good praise from lots of organisations. We've even have all the international NGOs, Muslim NGOs within the UK who are willing to sign their commitments to the declaration. So for me, I think that is a really good step. If we have the political power and the will, transformation, I believe, is absolutely possible. If you liked this episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and drop me a line at podcasts at theguardian.com. Small Changes was produced by Simon Barnard. I'm Lucy Lamble. Thanks for listening. For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts. 